0: System on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are
1: the hosts of Web
0: Jim Hedger
1: and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Web on Webmaster Radio.fm. It is Thursday, August the 6th, 2020, week 22 of uh, the COVID pandemic. Um Already the COVID pandemic in North America. This is uh, Jim Edger from Digital News Media. Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, summer's half gone, as as always goes. But uh, this year it's been a lot more eventful than uh, <laughs> we've, we've been doing the show for like 12 years now. And yeah. I got to say, this I've never had a more eventful summer doing nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I you know that's, that's that's a funny one. And I think every well, funny, funny and like a sad funny kind of way uh, but i think everybody's in the same boat where we're all having to be incredibly busy um because the world is is constantly on a, on a bit of a you know, we don't really know where we're landing on things we're all constantly having to prep we're all constantly having to be thinking um but then at the same time you know i guess as a curse blessing well what else are you gonna do right like for for most of us it's like all right well I guess I wasn't really doing much else with my time right now, so I guess I might as well
1: be planning stuff
2: and honing up some
1: details. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay, a lot of stuff happened in the search world. A lot of stuff happened in the real world, and a lot of stuff happened in that crossover place between the real world and the search world, where most of us live. Um, so, where do you you know where do you want to start? Uh, I think the one that will take the longest is the article, actually, one that you wrote um, on how search engines work, um, uh, rendering, and then and, and how search engines actually look at pages. Um, I want to get to that. I think we should probably save that one until the beginning of the second segment. Yeah, it's a great idea. Because that's going to take a while.
2: That's, that, 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 that might take a while. Um, First where do you I... want to start?
1: First thing I want to jump in is with a warning to people. Um, one of the most popular WordPress themes, uh, the, the the from Elegant Themes, a Divi. I've used it on a, on a bunch of site builds in the last couple of years, and apparently that was that was stupid. Well, that was a bad mistake. It might be a mistake anyway. Um, I know it was stupid from personal experience, but I didn't know that there would be a major vulnerability. That part I didn't know about. I just I just had to use the damn thing. Um, so there's a vulnerability that allows uh, malicious uh, persons who have some form of um, administrator access, um, either be a user with an editor, contributor, or author level credentials, to import or export uh, page templates, which means that they can like install crap code, malicious code on the site. They can um, act, they can they, they, they can throw in uh, new swaths of uh, like PHP. Um, and CSS using uh, 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 by being able to, to 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 mess around with the with the templates and the themes.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's that is a serious breach because you you won't, you only know to look at what you can know to look at, right? Like somebody with that level of access should not be able to do that. So that is a, yeah, that's a that's a big problem. Um, now fortunately, I think most people,' like, um, fingers crossed here that most people wouldn't be giving any kind of access to people that they wouldn't be able to trust. But I understand that that doesn't always happen with, well, especially no, I mean, with publishers.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, think about a large um, news publisher that has a bunch of different uh, user generated content or uh, contributor contributors content. All it takes is like one rogue uh, writer. Yeah. and you're you're wide open um or somebody who's gone out of their way to create accounts at a bunch of different places uh recipe sharing sites is, is another example yeah. yeah uh anyway you can get around this by um updating your theme to uh, version 4.5.3 um it's been fixed they they plugged the hole it was uh the hole was discovered July 23rd 2020 by uh, wordfence and uh patched on the uh uh, 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 on the release uh, that was that was put out on the third, so like three days ago.
2: And, and I love those guys. So those guys keep coming. I mean, WordFence, fence, is, is
1: word the fence. Kind of
2: I'm referring to there, because um, those guys just keep pumping out security releases, and they do it as far as I'm like, as far as I've seen, anyway. So I guess not really concerned because this is my area specialty, but they seem to follow exactly the right path, right? Like we're hearing about this now because they contacted the theme developers first, patched it. Now we hear about it, right? Like rather than being, you know, racing to be first to let us know, no, let them fix the problem first. Cause otherwise you're just letting us and every hacker on the planet know. That. <laughs> That's right. So, every, every script kitty out
1: there yeah. suddenly copies it.
2: So it's, it's great. Um, I, I really appreciate what they're doing
1: and uh, yeah, keep up the good work guys. Okay, uh, moving right along. Apparently, four-letter words can hurt your blog, <laughs> which is, is, it itself is a four-letter word. But I digress. Um, according to uh, to uh, Google Webmasters Martin, uh, Gary, and uh, 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 oh my goodness, wow! John? And John, thank you. Um, it is summer's almost done, kids. Holy <laughs> <jumping>. okay. <laughs> According to Martin, John, and uh, Gary, (laughs) um, user-generated comments—comments on on one's blog—actually don't mean anything unless they mean something. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, apparent, which which implies, of course, sometimes a cigar is not just a cigar. Um, Comments don't mean nothing unless uh, they're adult, unless they got four-letter words, um, unless they can uh, 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 get your blog flagged as adult, but the salient point is, Google does not use user-generated content in any way to define the actual content on the blog. Right.
2: Well, it makes sense when we when we look back to the the quality readers guidelines and how they sort of define the sections. User-generated content in a comment, like what we're talking about here, um, would definitely be a secondary content, right? Like user-generated content in the context of Wikipedia is primary, but in in this context, it would be. Um, secondary oh. content what they're doing absolutely makes sense that yes it shouldn't be counted as the quality of the page because it might be low quality but the primary content is still important but it would set the benchmark for or or, or set a bar for who is it who could be should be accessing this right like if there are a bunch of across the board like it could be swears it could be you know white supremacist crap ranting on on your comment section that now makes it something that not all audiences should read yeah right? or, or, or should be presented with when they're running a query for for something that would be found and, and answered in the in the primary content so I, I i i think this is it's right it makes sense um and i appreciate that there's sort of making sure that you keep your comment section clean
1: you, you, you know what i appreciate it feels like a really clear and concise answer. That's what I appreciate. Google actually yeah, that's said a good point. something. <laughs> <laughs> this never happens. Thanks, Google. Not
2: it depends.
1: <laughs> yeah, Although I guess know. it is
2: it depends. We don't count it, but it does depend
1: because – Okay, it well, nevertheless. They but you're right.
2: To, it was clear.
1: They endeavor to explain themselves, and they got to get a gold star for that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Okay, uh, TikTok, this is a weird one because it's not like really search related, but there's like so much effort that's being thrown into the environment, creating content through TikTok. And then uh, like like both, TikTok isn't just fun content, it's marketing content. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently the president of the United States, also it's, it's a medium in which people are um, making fun of the president and uh, the president doesn't like that. And so he's found a way to make it a security issue. Maybe it is a security issue. It's very possible that uh, a company that's owned and operated uh, by a Chinese corporation is hoovering uh, user data and sending it to the Chinese state. But it's also equally possible that a uh, social media application that's run by an American company is also hoovering information and sending it to the American state. I don't know. As a user, I'm pretty conflicted on this one. <laughs> um, but the, the thing I do know is, if you're a TikTok, if you're a TikTok user and a TikTok content creator, um, you might want to be thinking about portability right about now.
2: Yeah, well, they—I they, mean, it's—it's it's definitely an interesting. Like now's an interesting time to be TikTok, um, right? I mean, I mean, there's there's a variety of things uh, that, that would make that interesting, but we've got. Um, like in the last couple of days, Microsoft looking and, and, confirming that they're looking at buying it. Yeah. Um, you've got Instagram going to, to battle with them.
1: Yeah. They're right? coming up with, what's that, what's they're coming up with uh, Instagram oh, reels. They're calling yeah, it
2: reels. Um, going toe to toe, which I have, I mean, maybe in, in like a minute, I'm going to rant about that, but, oh, yeah, because, okay. <laughs> um, but it, it is definitely an interesting time. I know that, um, the president did come out related to the acquisition, basically going, yes, and part of that should go to us. with oh, like,
1: that in <laughs> itself, my God.
2: That's that's not how this works. Um, but that would provide that sort of, I guess, safeguard on security. Because there are, you're right, there are some legitimate security concerns here. They're, they've been isolated already, like they've, they've, they've called it. Yeah, yeah, that clean, is true, right? actually, yeah. So, there are concerns with that. that. Um, I think, you know, coming under the Microsoft umbrella, Yes, that does. I can't believe I'm saying I trust Microsoft in this case, but I trust Microsoft more than TikTok
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. In, that in,
2: in that regard um, to at least keep my data where I think it is, right? I, I know that evil, right? So better the devil you know in, in, in that case. I'm not calling Microsoft the devil, but I I, I was alive in the 80s when they were. So <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting time to be them. Now, when we deal with the Instagram reels, this is what I hate. This is this is everything that makes an example as to why, whether it's the government or, or whoever, because I don't know that they, we've talked about that in the past. The government's horrible at regulating this kind of stuff. So, but I don't know who else would. But this actually is a clear example of why I think regulation against anti-competitive um, actions needs to be taken. Now, TikTok is huge and TikTok is being... Um, looked at as an acquisition target from Microsoft. But that's really new. And Reels was already kicking about before then. So what we have here is an innovative company stepping in, TikTok, creating a brand new thing. And then you have the behemoth of Facebook coming in and going, all right, we need to just crush this innovation right now. So we're going (laughs) to copy that and crush it. And this is where I have a, a problem where I'm like, okay, Something needs to be in place to stop that because we're actually stifling innovation by allowing behemoths to step in just steal oh, what would goodness. have been innovative and, and
1: crushing it. But that is so hard though, because like 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 the the, the the tool, the best tool to stop somebody from coming along and eating you up is to actually make that part of your uh, five year business plan. Well, yeah. you, gotta, then, you yeah. gotta, you gotta have acquisition as part of your plan if you're inventing a new tool, because of course someone's gonna come along and try to eat yeah. you up.
2: Yeah, and, and so you just want to go, but I'll sell for more, right? <laughs> like, like here's um, my cutoff point. And Microsoft is looking at about thirty that, billion. Like that's some walking around money.
1: So the second thing that you got to do to keep somebody from coming along and gobbling you up is what Facebook did. Build a better mousetrap, And then Google comes along and tries to gobble them up, and gets taken down by their own ineptitude and some security vulnerability mm-hmm. that we're just finding out about now. Right. Um, but uh, 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 Facebook took down MySpace. Facebook uh, warded off so many other uh, pretenders, and it's still the largest of the, of the social networks, as toxic and ugly and horrible as 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 it feels to be a part of it. It's it's still there as the as the king daddy because it built the best mousetrap um tiktok has built a mouse trap that nobody that right i mean it is the most popular new application online right now eh yeah
2: yeah it is and
1: and for good reason
2: i mean i i i've watched enough of it i mean i've, I've got an account but it's not my go-to social yeah um, social structure but we've talked about that before Where i'm like <laughs> i i was boggled at first because i'm like but Like 90% of this is just crap. And then I'm like, you know what? But I'm still laughing hysterically, like once every four minutes. Like they're so short that I like rotate through that 90% super fast. And then I hit something that actually is awesome. Uh, So I I get it. I get the draw to it. I get why Microsoft would look at an acquisition. I do worry. I'm like, okay, Instagram's going at them. Is that going to be the killer of TikTok? I doubt it. Probably a Microsoft acquisition will be. But (laughs) we'll we'll see, because I think that could stifle innovation as well, being bought. Like, will Microsoft just let them be TikTok still? Well, you know what? Microsoft take the cachet out of the audience that they're actually targeting by going, oh, now this is the Microsoft property, eh? I
1: I think actually, you know what? In in this case, I think Microsoft, let Minecraft be our guide. Um, When Microsoft bought Minecraft, my first thought was, oh, my God, they're about to destroy... A golden goose like i can't believe you bought the golden goose just to stab it to death but instead they but they let minecraft be minecraft and um in fact they've expanded that universe and the, and the the capacities of that universe uh, remarkably my my, my nephew's a, ma- a major minecraft player um or user, or whatever. Um, I'm not sure, even sure what Minecraft is, except I know it's the future of pro- it, it emulates the future of programming. And um, I think it's probably the number one STEM education seller online right now.
2: You know what? You're, you're right. And I have played Minecraft. And it is, you bring up a really good point that Microsoft did do a good job there because I knew about it when it happened. But when I think Minecraft, I don't think. Of Microsoft at all, oh, you, and that's
1: with Skype, things. right? Like, like micro, Microsoft did Skype.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a better example. Um, but I mean, at the same time, they've done some great things with a with a large, you know, a large number of products. So I'm picking on them um, when I deal with innovation. I did worry. Um, you're right, and hopefully they do follow that tangent because Skype was a productivity tool. Because so, of course, they were like, oh, okay, we've got to like pull this into our, to our, you know, sort of ecosystem uh, well, with something like TikTok. Hopefully they just go, let's just let this be its thing. And we can pull in some users and integrate it with some, some other great functionality into their search results
1: uh, perhaps a little better. Well, they, they probably should. Cause I mean, like the, 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 we used to use Skype to do our show. I used to use Skype to do it almost any, any given meeting. If I had to share information with a, with a team member, I, I would use Skype. I had a, a professional account, and now we're in the Zoom environment. Um, and if I if I remember, I don't I don't have this cited in front of me, but if I remember, I read a couple of weeks ago that Zoom is now one of the most uh, most valued companies on Earth, um, and that just happened in the, obviously in the last six months. Yeah, um, build a better mousetrap, and the world will. Uh, will we'll do everything they can to go outside their door by using your your product.
2: Yeah, I mean, Zoom is is really, really good, and it is a great example. Although, I'll be honest, if I held shares right now, I'd probably be selling them now because their valuation oh, yeah. is based oh. on the current climate. <laughs> <laughs> all the way. So I, I, it's not sustainable. It is overvalued based on, on what it is. This is, in my opinion, I'm not trying
1: to give stock advice to people because I do not do that at all well. <laughs> but... but um, No, actually, but. you're probably right. Uh, Zoom, Zoom. Um, but then again, actually, can could, could, could you imagine a universe without Zoom in the near future?
2: No, uh, and that's the thing. I don't see it sort of plateauing and going to that, right? Like, it's a solid product um, that, will, that will do well and will probably be sustained for at least a good couple of years. And if they position right, I mean, I, they could very well prove me wrong by positioning certain ways or... Google finally going, Oh Christ, this isn't working. All right, let's just buy it. <laughs> like, you know, the, the acquisition that, that, you know, you were talking about earlier and just going, all right, well, let's just, let's just acquire them because they're, they're too big.
1: Um, you know, which they, I could see, I could see happening. On that, we got to take a break. We got to go to a commercial and web quality, but before we go to break, it's a quick, a quick sad, uh, sad note. Um, from uh, webmaster radio and uh, the ownership definitely from from Darren and Brandy um, from 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 me and David webmaster radio to Lloyd Brown um, affiliate master Lloyd Brown um, you did the last mitzvah for for buddy um, and uh, the heart goes out and, and anyone who knows Lloyd or knows that part of the affiliate marketing world will probably know what I'm talking about um, uh, Buddy was 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 was. A, you know, sometimes there's some animals like pets that just become heroes to their communities. Mm-hmm. Buddy was one. He left the earth today. And uh, hearts out to Lloyd Brown, who's uh, who's who's terribly sad. Um, I think a lot of us are thinking of you today. On that, friends, you are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the sixth of August, twenty twenty. Stick around. We got more stuff coming up after these messages. tonight and don't move. WebCology will be back after this short break.
0: Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. www.webmasterradio.fm Here are the hosts,
0: Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to College at webmasterradio.fm. This It's Jim Hedger from Digital News Media, Dave Davies from b Internet Marketing. It is the 6th of August, 2020, and Dave has finally figured out how search engines work. Um, <laughs> Dave long ago figured out how, uh, how search engines uh, generally work. And he wrote an article about it. And as it turns out, uh, well, as it turns out, um, some guys from Google actually, actually called you up and said, well, here's how, here's how it's really going. And you wrote about it. It's in search engine journal. It was published. Uh, was it uh, earlier today? Yep. yep. And uh, but D- Dave, this is, this is the one on rendering. So it's on how search engines look at pages um, after they've already seen them. What's a, how do they work and what has changed since you last wrote about this? Yeah, it,
2: it was interesting because I, I, I'd written this originally um, last spring, like the, the the first iteration of this article. Um, and then I updated it a little bit, just a, just a bit of tweaking um, last fall. So this is how rapidly things change. Within a few months, I, I now needed to update this thing. Um, and it was republished. Um, uh, but I hadn't dove into the... Re- you know gotten back into the research i just like made made sure that some of the the articles that i linked to were, were sort of updated for for some for, for some re-release um and then i got a uh message on Twitter from martin uh split who basically rightfully called me out and said basically thanks for bringing people's attention to rendering uh but your article is flawed is it, <laughs> so that's, that's polite it's flawed i i, I do i mean he, he was he was really nice about it so i just Asked for for some for some tips, basically like, what what is flawed, um, and he directed me to um, to a couple individual points and answered some questions for me um, to make sure that this this article was was updated. And John stepped in, answered a few questions um, as well. And then your friend and mine, he's, he's been on the show as well, uh, Frederick Debu, who I had asked for for confirmation is you know are basically are you doing the same thing as Google is also. Uh, Sent some updates for this new article. So to give people an idea of what rendering is, like just to, to sort of start from scratch, what, what are we talking about here? And then why are the changes, the, the this difference that they were talking about, why is it so important? And what has happened between or what I was informed of between the last publishing and now is dramatic enormously dramatic. Like I'm running tests on sites now based on what they what they told me because it may change the entire way I'm optimizing these sites. Um, and what rendering is basically, if you view the source uh, of, of a website, which you do, which I do, for a lot of sites that, that works fine. And that is basically what we would think of as indexing, right? Like that's, that's the indexing stage of, of crawling. Um, if you view rendering, that would be what you would see in your browser, right? Like basically, I mean, this is simplified, but that's at its core, what we're looking at. And what we deal with is that in a lot of instances, especially that became especially important with JavaScript websites is what we see in the source code. When we go view source is fundamentally different than what we see in the browser, Mm. right? Like JavaScript. Basically, doesn't you'd have to look at the DOM. So you go into you know your your tools, uh, your dev tools, and that's where you can see the 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 DOM, the document. Uh, anyway, um, so what we needed here, what what's happening here, or or one of the one of the big 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 changes that had taken place was when I had first published this article, it was up to weeks between the time of indexing and the time of rendering. So there were changes that had taken place at the time. They had already upgraded. They were originally when they were doing their rendering using Chrome 41, right, version 41. Now they, they had at that point gone evergreen, which is incredibly important because there's a lot of new features, especially in JavaScript, that weren't picked up in 41 um, because it was a, it was an older instance of Chrome. Sorry, that's what I'm referring to when I'm referring to, to rendering, they were using Chrome uh, version 41. Um, now they're using evergreen or within a, a slight delay, right? I, th- I think there's like one of them I had seen was like a couple week delay between its launch and, um, it being used as, as Google but that was fine, right? Like it's, it's close enough that you're going to be rendered basically as you would see it in the browser, more or less is, is that's going to be the version that, that you're rendered with. Um, but there was a week's delay. Um,
1: yeah. Well, here, here, here's the question. Um, First initial look, they spider your website the way we we, we think a spider goes to your website, uh, yep. moving page to page, link by link, um, or reference by reference, depending on how Google's discovering any any document. But thereafter, and it used to be that it would take like a week or two weeks, but now it could take what minutes, hours thereafter. Google looks at it as a user would look at it, um, you know, through the browser, um, which. Are they going to rank? Are they going to rank the spidered version? Or do they spider it to figure out what's there and then start looking at it? What is it that Google's most interested in?
2: Well, and that's, that's where the really interesting question comes in. What um, I was informed of was that the median point, so the point at which half of websites are rendered, is under five seconds now between yeah. the time of indexing
1: and, and the time of, of
2: we're rendering starts. Whoa, 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 should, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Google gets it. Spider through the site, throws it into its index, then boom, it's 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 now almost constantly looking at it as a live site. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within
2: to, within I, five seconds, they will have started rendering a page half the time, right? Half of all sites will, will have started. Now your site might take 30 seconds to render because it sucks. Right? Like so it's not that it will be fully rendered inside five seconds. It's that they will have started the medium point and that the 90th percentile is within minutes. So how many, that might be 59, right? Like <laughs> if we're not, we just, from, from the way it was, I mean, technically it could be a million. Everything could be measured in minutes, but um, but that's that's what's dramatic. Now here's what gets really, really interesting. I followed up on that to go, okay, will you let us know when JavaScript sites can pull pre-rendering systems down? If it's that short, do we still need pre-rendering? Because no. pre-rendering for, for, for our listening audience would be a case where you have a system like Puppeteer is, is one that I'm using with a with a client right now that creates a static HTML page of your JavaScript page to feed to a search engine. It's not cloaking. We've, we've covered that on the show before. Um, it's an exact duplicate, but yeah, it's you're, you're, just showing, you're, showing that to Google because it can't render the, the JavaScript or couldn't. No, most sites no longer need a pre-rendering system. Now, I'll verify we're launching in with some tests on a handful of pages on a client site that I'm working with right now that is using Puppeteer. And we're going to pull five pages out of the pre-rendering system and see what happens. So we're going to run run some tests on this. But um, and, and I will certainly keep everybody, everybody posted on that. But it's a big, big, big leap forward. And it was basically confirmed... Um, by Frederick that they're doing about the same. Now, what was really, really interesting there was when I was chatting with Frederick uh, Debou from Bing, um, was that for them, it's the same answer as previously. So a little bit longer, he said between minutes and forever, but generally really means minutes, just like we ignore some. But he did confirm that they are prioritizing rendering of URLs submitted through their API. So if you want to get your URLs rendered, make sure that you're using their API and submitting through that because they're prioritizing those ones over others.
1: Yeah, now um, I guess, okay, so so I'm going to, I want to phrase this as a question. I want to be really careful because I don't want um, webmasters to get the wrong impression. Um, So, From what I think I understand um, from what you said, the initial spidering sort of throws it into the sandbox or what would have been the sandbox. It's in the index, it's uh, it's in consideration. And now we're, 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 we're talking, Google's moving so much faster than it used to. So we're talking like almost instantaneously. Now it's being compared to everything else in the index or everything that is, that is applicable against it in the index. And it could be ranked. This is this is how things can be ranked in minutes. Literally, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. Now we're we're heading in just for, for our listening audience, we're heading into an area where we'll I'm just gonna just stamp this with Dave thinks that. Right. Like okay. this, we're now heading down the road of my interpretation of what, what I have heard and and, and sort of read um it is like what, what, what is about to follow this isn't from Google um, but what happens basically is that there's three individual stages of this process, right there's the discovery stage so the reading of a site map, the the crawler that doesn't index, it just goes looking for new stuff, right? Like, let's let's look for something new. Oh, there's a new link. Oh, that's a URL I haven't seen, report back. Now we've got the indexing bot coming through. Um, and the difference here would be discovery can take place at, at, at a variety of different different stages in the process, but when you are submitting a URL through Search Console, you're basically pushing that URL to the front of the second stage. Okay. Right, where it's now being indexed with priority it's still subject to your to your crawl budget Right. Like you you still have a crawl budget. And if you exhausted that for the day, it's still gonna take a long time to get that URL in there. But as soon as you have available crawl budget, that'll be the thing.
1: <laughs> By long time you mean maybe 24 hours. You know, yeah, well,
2: exactly. <laughs> when the when the day goes through. But I mean, I've entered things in, and usually it is earlier in the day, but I don't know exactly what time zone they're they're operating this from or whatever. But I've seen cases where it's seconds, right? Like yeah. I submitted in there and it's done in seconds. Now you also have a rendering budget. So if your site sucks and you're launching in hundreds of different things, right? Like you've got scripts that are horrible. You've got like a thousand images loading in all at once, right? Like and you're doing it inefficiently uh, and you're basically plugging up the pipe. And your site takes 20 seconds to render. You're gobbling up your rendering budget, right? Like that's that's just how this goes. There are timeout points. I think they'd mentioned 30 seconds, but don't don't quote me on that. Um, but where it's sort of like a all right, we. We need, we're done rendering now. Whatever's available to us on this screen, that's what we're seeing. We need to move on, right? And that's that's what they'll sort of give you, a, give you validity for. Um, but it is actually that rendered version that I believe, and this is a strong I believe, but we'll verify once I see it with the JavaScript site and go, what happens to their rankings here? I believe that's the one that they are ranking based on or certainly, if not yet, will be highly prioritizing. And the big reason for that is there's so many ways that content can get skewed. Right? There's content that's buried at the like 90th percentile of my web page code that actually is front and center, right? Or there might be something buried down at the bottom that's actually this massive interstitial that's making my user experience mm. horrible. Right? Like mm-hmm. we've all seen these things. So what Google actually should be ranking on is what is my experience?
1: No, it's neat. There is an old webmaster, uh, 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 I guess. Just rule of thumb: um, you uh, put all your important information, your body content, as high up in the code as possible to make sure that Google sees it first. It doesn't have to go through all your all the uh, tracking crap and all the uh, the CSS and all the code that actually makes the site work. Yeah, that doesn't matter so much anymore, right? Eh?
2: Uh, no, no, not, not so much. I mean, there's, there, there's, I mean, Is it important to audience. get it
1: read fast in that initial indexing phase?
2: I, I, I think that's declining rapidly is, is like by my
1: understanding of,
2: of yes, my interpretation that, of
1: things. After that, Google and Bing will both see the page as it appears to the user. So well, that it doesn't let you buried way the hell down there. It's still popping up before my actual experience begins. And, thus ruining my experience.
2: Well, that's it. And I mean, we're dealing with really, really smart engineers as well that can look through like, heck, we're, we're building some tools for our site. And, and the developer that, that I'm working with right now, I was actually just chatting with him a couple hours ago, is building like built into that system is, okay, we're detecting header nav common elements. Like it'll just crawl, you know, 10, 20 pages and Go. Okay, these are my common elements. Ignore those. So those aren't primary content, right? Those are tertiary mm-hmm. content. So because we're building some entity detection tools and we want to ignore that. Um, So, Google's certainly doing the same, right? Like, they would look and go, okay, we've crawled this site. We now know this is irrelevant, right? Like, or relevant, but this is tertiary content, right? From our context, this is navigation and stuff. So, let's just look at what's changed. So, from that, is the code still relevant? Sure it is, because once they've seen the framework, they can just extrapolate that next time they might just need to index. Maybe they can just go, okay, we don't need to render that page fully. For right now, we can delay that one a little bit because we know all we're seeing change here is the content. It's a WordPress site, right? Like everything's the same except this little content block. We can trust that content block because the framework has remained the same as it is on every other site. So we know what the rendered content is going to look like, right. Which would allow them to save their crawl budget. Um, So I I think there, there is still some strong cases for indexing, but even that to your point would rely on, they understand already how this is going to render. Mm -hmm. So it is actually that rendered page that's being viewed. They just don't need to render every page to understand what that rendered page is going to look like. And that I, I don't know that this is actually happening, but, when I think of large scale systems and go, heck, even, even we're building tools to build that way so that we don't have to crawl everything all the time. I can only assume Google's doing the same shortcuts and going, they've got a big job. Rendering is hard. Um, so
1: Ren- Rendering is hard. Rendering eats a, uh, a, a, a variable lot of resources. Um, Google has recently been uh, pushing this new metric, um, core, core web values, core web metrics. Vitals. um yeah. web vitals thank you um's been a distracted day. um they say that the that that core web vitals and the, the set of metrics that are are, are uh, uh coming from from Google PageSpeed, um those are going to come in sometime in the spring but this is why they're so important because this is the way Google is learning about a uh, web content and uh this is uh I have a I anyway, know. Anyway, this is, I think, one of the reasons why that's going to be an important metric in the future for Google's convenience, and also a way to measure how you're you're going to be on a on a on a mobile device or a smaller screen.
2: Well, I mean, that's a great point. And then we've also got the Google doesn't know if they're 100 percent right in in how things are working. Right, like they they. They think they know that they're right with how they're measuring web vitals. Um, but then there's also the case of perception is reality, right? How do I perceive something maybe different than what the metrics are telling me? And it ties nicely to a story that uh, good, we get to mention his name, Barry Schwartz, uh, mm-hmm. reported on earlier today um, of Google actually, when you've gone back to a search result, having a, a little box below it on, on mobile is the only example that I've seen or, or that, that he'd screen shared. Um and it actually asks the user how fast did this site load and then gives you a, a list. So it's actually asking for user feedback on how, basically how well did they do. Um, so I, I think that's, that's highly relevant because I think they're—I don't know whether they're testing whether their web vitals are right or whether they're testing which type of queries are people more impatient with, right? Because they, you know, what, what, what they're testing for there I'm not quite sure of or it might be both. Right, but uh, or they might just be feeding this all into a machine learning system and going, we'll let the machine figure out what this all means based on all the other stuff that we're feeding in there. But either way, getting user feedback on something like speed that is sort of relative, at the end of the day, right? I'm less patient than some people, so I, you know, two seconds is too long for me, Um, whereas other people three or four might be completely adequate. So it will, will, it'll be interesting to see how that
1: data gets used. Okay, well. Bottom line takeaways from uh your experience in, 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 in writing and revising the article and uh uh, uh stuff that the webmaster should should the, the TLDR uh version.
2: Well, I, I think what really really it's interesting because I'd reported on this the first time because John at the time, and I'd taken this quote out of the, the recent article, John at the time had noted that while I was asking that question, or the the last, they were working on it that week. On rendering, um, so I'd actually reported that I expect this to decline in the coming months. Turns out I was right; that was no longer relevant to the piece. But this is an area of high priority. Like this is a matter of months, and we have gone from hours and days to seconds and minutes, right in in their in their rendering capabilities. Um, so we need to take that as a signal of how important did they view user experience. Right, because that's what the big difference is with rendering, right? This is the user experience and the, the the value that they're assigning to users and what the user is experiencing and seeing is being measured in ways that are really difficult for us to sort of see. But we do have to conceptualize them, and, and we—I think—we need to think past things like web vitals. Those are important. Don't get me wrong. I'd like I've actually got a reminder, literally sitting on one of my monitors, to look at all the web vitals for one of my clients after <laughs> after this this meeting, or like after our, our podcast here. But you know we need to look past that and go what is the user actually experiencing that's at the end of the day what Google's trying to do they're asking users as of this morning what they're experiencing firsthand in what the these vitals are you know to sort of match up with the vitals or at least i imagine they are so i think more than ever we need to look at the whole user experience are those tap targets are they big enough Dave's got big fat thumbs that he's trying to type with, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. These are the things that we really, really need to be considering because they're judging you on mobile and, and and they're rendering really, really, really fast now. Um, and they're going to be judging based on that. And again, I will confirm in a few weeks um, how those tests go and whether the, the site holds its rankings. I expect it to decline right over time. That's why we're picking the pages very carefully and I still didn't just like go pick these five. But, um, how fast to the to the recovery point. Um, and I'll, I'll report back, and I think that'll be very, very telling as far as how much they are putting on rendering. And I suspect we're going to see that it fares even better rendered because there are subtle differences in in what we're capable of doing with pre-rendering. Um, and the actual rendering, ex- like the the live experience is slightly better, in, in my opinion, um, than the rendered version. So it'll, it'll be interesting. If we see ranking improvements, then we'll know rendering
1: is is... Paramount. Especially, okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, at least you'll have you'll have very strong evidence suggesting. Yes. That.
2: Yeah. And of course, <laughs> then faces be like, and there could have been updates in the meantime, right? The site fluctuates constantly. So And then Martin will again.
1: come along and tweet you and say, oh Dave.
2: Oh Dave, no. you rewrote that wrong. <laughs> and we can be talking about this again in another month or two after I've had a chance to rewrite it again.
1: Okay. On that, we gotta take a break here at Webcology. It's uh the 6th of August 2020. It's probably warm enough to go outside and enjoy yourself. So after the show's done, you probably ought to be doing that. But in the meantime, on behalf of Dave Davies and Beats Like Marketing, this is Jim Hedrick from with Always Media. We got some commercials we you to listen to, but we're back after these networks. Stay tight and don't move. Web College will be back after this short break.
0: Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm.
2: Webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment.
1: Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 6th of August, 2020. This is Jim Hedger, Editorial Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And for the first time in a long time, you came right out and said it, this stuff isn't part of our algorithm. It's not there. It's, we don't do it. It's not us, whatsoever. And I don't know. Still don't know if you are telling the truth or not. But I gotta believe them because if you can't believe Google, who are you gonna believe? <laughs> um, okay, so this is kind of a complicated story that builds on itself. Um, in front of Congress, Google gets Google and Facebook and Twitter and, and, and Amazon get called in front of Congress for reasons. <laughs> Um, don't want to go into the reasons because it just kind of makes me all sort of perplexed in the first place. And uh, in some of the evidence against Google are things that are considered or that Google says are ranking factors. But as it turns out, they're not. Is that so far accurate? Yeah,
2: that's pretty
1: okay. I mean, I've I'm, 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 I'm just trying to do my best here. Um <laughs> Anyway, okay, so this gets published, and tongues get wagging, and people start saying, "Well, this and this and this were these evidentiary documents." So, it's gotta be. and so, anyway, Google was moved recently to publish a list of stuff that are absolutely one hundred percent, certainly not going to be, in this aren't they're not in the ranking algorithm. And I still don't know if I believe them or not. Um, Barry Schwartz published this at uh, Search Engine Land um, yesterday. I'm not going to go through the whole list because it's a, quite a long list. Apparently, um, the notes from dog catchers in Omaha are not part of the ranking factor. <laughs> um, Google's put a whole bunch of stuff in here toolbar data, G data. Believe it or not, a plus one won't get your rankings these days, Dave. Um, bounce rates, dwell time on a site, social media mentions or likes, um, quality rater guidelines, none of that. Uh, EAT. Not in the, not in the ranking uh, formula. What do you think when Google does stuff like that? Pub- publishes this like this? Is it actually helpful?
2: No, no. Well, I, I think it is it, it is helpful, um, but it is all an in interpretation. Um, and Barry's a really, really good reporter and he reports just on, on news, right? And yep. so and leaves it as he should up to the reader to interpret what is being said. Now, that does leave me worried that some people will interpret it in what is, in my opinion, wrong. And I mean, I've had arguments about this with SEOs that I view as highly capable, right? So it is opinion. Um, but there is one statement right, right in the um, list, right before the list starts, there is one sentence that I believe he should have bolded three words in. And the sentence is, here are some of the signals that Google has said are not, begin, strong, direct ranking signals, end strong in its <laughs> search algorithms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that is, is what is of paramount importance, right? and. and what we are dealing with here, be, and I, I wrote an article on this ages ago, and, and it was when there was a big debate, because Rand Fishkin had said something about CTR, uh, and then Gary, like within like a couple days, Gary Eyes had said, this is not a ranking signal. And John had come out basically going, here's how we use user signals right it's like okay can they both be right right like we've got one person saying we don't use these things we've got one saying we do can they both be right yes they can and both are right um and and in my again we're we're heading into the big stamp of in my opinion but direct ranking signals is in there it's not a case of google going well you have a high bounce rate that's bad actually for a lot of queries a high bounce rate might be awesome clicked through, got the information I want, Click the back button. It's probably a query they're going to turn into a featured snippet really soon, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's exactly what would be a, a desired outcome. Pogo sticking might be good, having a high time on site, having a low time. So there's a bunch of different things. It's the post-click metric that I would be most interested, like the, I, I think they'd be judging. But according to John, what they're using this data for is on a query-by-query query basis to go, was our result set satisfactory? And you, we've kind of talked about this in the past. Is our result set satisfactory? When we look at all the successful results that are going on on this page, what are the characteristics of a good user like experience? When do we know the user was satisfied? And they will have their own metrics based on a query on what that would mean. We can all sort of imagine what they would be on a case-by basis. Um, so from that, Google would then adjust their algorithm to facilitate a better user experience. If you don't have the metrics that are gonna match that, you're probably gonna lose ground. If you do have the metrics that match that, the sites above you that didn't are probably gonna drop and you'll rise. So yeah, meeting the metrics that match the query best isn't a direct signal. They didn't go, Dave has a high CTR for this query, so let's increase Dave's site. But it went, all those sites above Dave that had a poor experience we got to drop those down. And suddenly Dave's site goes up in the rankings. It's sure going to feel like it was a signal. <laughs> like, it's just the entire algorithm adjusted to facilitate me climbing, not the reward to me. So it wasn't direct on me. It just happened to feel like it because I was rewarded because I had an experience. So I think looking to those metrics and thinking on a query by query basis, not as a whole, our blog has a high bounce rate totally fine. It should. You came in, you read what you wanted and you left, right? Somebody comes in, our blog has a lot of traffic for ErgoDocs easy review. Cause I wrote a review of my keyboard. They come in, they read that review and they leave. Should they do anything else if they want, but probably not because they're looking to buy a keyboard. <laughs> they're not looking for information on SEO. I just had to do a lot of research. So I wrote this thing, but should I be penalized? For the fact that I have a high bounce rate on that page. No, the page is highly useful for people looking for that one thing, right? That's that's the only thing they are trying to do. So it continues to rank well. If I had a high bounce rate and it was on a more generalized keyboard news, well, no, because I should have a higher stick time, I should have a higher bounce rate, I should, or I should have a sorry, lower bounce rate. I should. Be facilitating a larger engagement process because the query would dictate that. It wouldn't impact me specifically, but all those sites that are news sites would probably climb right? because they would have those signals and I wouldn't. So that's in my ever so humble opinion.
1: And another way to, to phrase that is, you know, webmasters care about Google improving its own um, algorithms and improving the way it's able to perceive and judge information on the website. But you know what webmasters really, really, really care about? Why their website is appearing in position number 10 or position number 11. Why their website is like above the fold of page one or somewhere down near the bottom of page three. That's what they care about. And um, if it's an indirect thing that, that manages to move their website up or down, They'll take it. They'll absolutely well, take it.
2: Indeed. And, and this is always a funny one. I always come back on, on, on this, like, when I'm having this discussion, and I'm like, let's pretend Dave's wrong. Right? I mean, for, for some people's opinion, wouldn't he be pretending? It's like, let's go. Dave is wrong. Okay. So what I've then given you the advice to do is create titles and descriptions that improve your click-through rate and a user experience on your site that facilitates what that user should be doing if they are – having a successful experience based on that query. So even if I'm wrong, I have just told you to do everything you should do to improve your traffic and user experience so your users are better and you have more traffic. Well, And
1: and, and from what it's worth, from a, from a content point of view, if you work on your titles, presumably you're offering more clarity to the search engine in defining what it what should you expect to find on that page. In, indeed. Indeed. <laughs>
2: Um, presumably, presumably. Sometimes not, but yeah, you know, we've all seen those cases. But um, but yeah, um, something just before because I, I know we're sort of rounding out something I wanted to to share really fast just for people who are interested in our in our last segment. Uh, yeah, um, two videos and I've got short URLs sejr.nl. It's just a URL shortener with a capital R rendering capital SEO and cap uh, also uh, sejr.nl slash JavaScript 101 with a capital J two awesome videos for anybody who's interested and in, not just in JavaScript. Like what I've learned from them doesn't just impact JavaScript stuff. It'll help uh, users with an understanding and it's way more approachable than anything I've you know talked about in our, in our podcast here. So just wanted to share those as like a watch those videos because they are very, very informative for people who want to know more about rendering because because you should this is how this is the building block of how your website ranks
1: okay down to the last couple minutes in this show um, this is a couple days old but I, I didn't know about this until until just now T- today I learned that uh, Google Maps is giving users their own profiles provided they've already you know um, got, a, got, got a profile and have, have, have submitted information to Google Maps um, Google Maps is trying to become a social network. Kinda, of. yeah, I think it, I, I
2: view it sort of them becoming a social network like Yelp is, right? Like it's a very, it, like in this context, a very closed group, but it like a closed case study
1: or, or a network of reviews. They're trying to do a lo- right? yeah. a local guides or something.
2: Well, indeed. And I mean, I'm a, I think, level six. I can't remember what, you know, but I am a local guide and that's fine because I'm authoritative on Victoria and Whistler. Right? Like, <laughs> I like, I get mm-hmm. it. And I do get why people who, if you were like, oh, okay, I've liked three of the restaurant Dave's gone to. Oh, okay. Then I'll, I'll follow Dave because when he reviews stuff, I'm probably going to like the food there or not. And I'd want to be warned about going to, to that place. So, um, although admittedly, during this outbreak, I've, like, toned down a lot of my honesty on the negative side and just gone, I'm just not going to say anything because everybody, <laughs> like, I just, I get to give everybody a break here and go, yeah, you might actually be naturally good. Things are just a little weird right now. But, um, but yeah, it makes great sense to me to allow me to follow people that I I, I think are very good.
1: But just to, just to uh, try to allay a few fears out there, when you say follow somebody on Google Maps, that, gets, that sounds kind of stalkerish.
2: Yeah, it, it's more like when they review something, you'll be made aware of it, right? It's not actually following their locations. It's following, that's a good point, actually. It's following when they post a review. And this is public information. It's just making it easier for me to find the public information of that specific user. Um, and you can control your settings, you can you can go in there and go. I'm sharing this. I'm not sharing this. That sort
1: of thing. If you're interested, um, quick, just quick tip for users: um, drive away from the restaurant before posting the review. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> um, you never know who's going to beat you in the parking lot.
2: Good advice.
1: <laughs> okay, on that, we have gone around the entire clock. We've gone full circle, and it's time to call a close here on WebCology on uh, the sixth of August, twenty twenty. On behalf of Dave Davies from Be Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Diddleways Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, the WMR.fm network. Special thanks to Brasco, Darren and Brandy and the crew. Friends, COVID is real. Wear a mask. Don't breathe on other people. Socially distance. Wash your hands in soap and water. We will defeat the disease by starving it to death, and then our economy can bounce back and we can all make money and live in a normal world again. Please respect your neighbors, rank well, stay safe, be kind to each other. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions
2: expressed on this program are those of the guests. And do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. (gasps) Any broadcast or redistribution
0: without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.